everyone. This is Triple Play Fantasy's Beyond the Analyst interview series. I'm your host, Zach at FF Chupa Batman. I am joined today by the wonderful Jordan Fiegelman, part of uh, Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. He is the Chief Content Officer. How's it going today, Jordan? Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me. It's going great. Great way to close the week. We're chatting on a Friday and uh, no complaints on my end. Absolutely. Well, appreciate you having you on. So if this is the first time you guys are tuning in, uh, first off, you're missing out on a lot of great interviews. We did 30 interviews for season one. That was last off season. So check them out on the playlist under the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. And if you've already caught them, make sure you go ahead, like, subscribe. You don't want to miss out on any of the great content we have coming out for you with Triple Play Fantasy, part of the Fantasy, Fantasy Points Media Group. We cover football, baseball, basketball, even some movies and food. So a lot of fun content on the team page. So Jordan, uh, this is going to be all about you. Uh, I'm sure everyone has a lot of fun sharing lots of off-season fantasy mm-hmm. football takes, uh, but no takes today. It was just get it, getting to know you and, and having some fun. Sounds good. You know, I love to talk about myself, so it's great. <laughs> I mean, these are the best podcasts to come on because you don't have to do any research. You hey. Just come in and talk about yourself. That's true. That's true. Last night we were chatting and uh, Zach was kind enough to send over a show sheet for me to not be caught off guard, which I appreciate. Um, doesn't mean we're not going to have a nice organic conversation, but one of the conversations, one of the questions was talking to me about the league, the show, and he was like, hey, throw me a softball. Who's uh, who's your favorite guest on the league? And obviously the answer is Matthew Barry, the, the owner of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. Um, I had to fill Zach in. I'd never seen the show. I never really got into the series. You know, just was, when I was in college, I just wasn't interested in doing that. You know, I was Occupy with other stuff, I guess you could say. But it was a softball. I appreciate it. We'll get into some harder stuff too throughout the show. <laughs> Absolutely. And I had to have fun. I like to theme my, we'll get to rapid fire, but I like to theme the questions to, to my guests. And I thought that was a fun one. But yeah, if you've yeah. never seen the league, it doesn't make any sense. But that is where my my handle comes from is um, Chulupa Batman. Is, I'm familiar is with the memes. You know, I know the memes and Matthew Barry was my favorite guest on on the league for sure. Uh, so good stuff all around. <laughs> we had to plug him in there just you know, mm-hmm, for to. the brand. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um, how did you start playing fantasy sports? Oh, man, I got into fantasy uh, in like a little bit of an odd way, actually. Uh, I've always been incredibly competitive in everything that I do, whether it is sports, games, what we're doing now at fantasy life. Like, obviously um, we love creating everything that we do is completely free. We like to be able to be like a, a pillar of the community. If you were, we're trying to be at least, but we still want to win. You know, we want to make the best stuff that we can for, for everything. So that kind of is just um, me and my core. Uh, how I got started though, when I was uh, nine years old, I was a very competitive Pokemon card game player. Um uh, in an unhealthy sense, I used to travel around like the East Coast and play in very big tournaments. I was like five foot tall, a little chubby kid. And then from age nine to 11, I grew about a foot and I'm the same height today. And then I got really into sports through that. But I was really ranked competitively playing Pokemon. And then this game came up called NFL Showdown, which is uh, a game that was a card game made by Wizards of the Coast. And it was talking about you had a football team and then your opponent had a football team and you had these cards to play a little scanner that you swipe cards through. And I I just loved it. And that this is back when like, you know, the players we're talking about would be like Eddie George and um, at the tail end of Emmett Smith's career. And, and it was, you know, really classic football for that generation. And through that, I was just like, wow, I got to know the players. I got to know even the linemen, like people like Larry Allen on the Cowboys and stuff like that. And um, for me, 
the next step was, oh my God, I could do this online against other people. So a uh, nine, 10 year old Jordan was probably inappropriately accessing the internet, getting onto forums, trying to join uh, Roto Leagues at the time. And I was telling my friends, I was like, guys, you got to get into this. And they were like, I have no idea what you're doing. Like, leave me alone. And that's a long, a long roundabout way of saying I've always just been interested in competing. That's great. Now I have to ask though, do you have like a favorite Pokemon card either from back uh, then or, or even now? Uh, no, no, I'm not really into it at all. Uh, for me, it was just, I just wanted to compete. Like that's re- literally what it was. And that was like, you know, I'm born in 1991, perfect time for like the explosion of popularity. And I just got into it. what I will say is it makes me sick how much money I would have had if I just like never opened a single pack. You know what I mean? It, it literally makes me sick because when you would go to these tournaments, your prizes would be boxes of cards. Sometimes you would receive three, four boxes, you know, like things that during the pandemic, especially would have gone for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So um, some of my friends who I was growing up with who did that, we were texting each other at the time being like, wow, we really messed up. Like we really did not do this correctly. I mean, you, you could say you can't put a price on happiness, but you might be able to with those. <laughs> you can. At, that, at that number, you can. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love Pokemon cards back in the day. I never mm-hmm. competed uh, like that, but it was fun collecting them because yeah. um, I was born in 1990. So we're we're in the same yeah for sure uh, same age range of growing up through through that generation. Um, now, did you only ever play fantasy football, or were there other fantasy sports? So I love all sports, to be honest. Um, all meaning fun sports, so excluding baseball and 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 stuff like that. Uh, currently, I play a ton of best ball, like just an unhealthy amount of best ball. So primarily I do that in football, but I do it in basketball. I'm drafting playoff basketball right now. Uh, I'm in the finals for the uh, NBA best ball tournament, which I'm really excited about. I have two teams there. I'm drafting uh, PGA best ball as well. So uh, I'm sick. I'm a sick man. I love it all. Um, I really do like best ball though. It's my favorite form of fantasy right now. Uh, Throughout the years, I've, I've played it all, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, done a little bit of formula one as i've gotten into that as well but uh right now in terms of like traditional fantasy season-long dynasty best but whatever you want to call it i'm mostly just doing uh football and basketball awesome yeah i've tried uh basketball it was just too and it was right after the pandemic so mm-hmm. that probably didn't make it easier with everyone constantly out for covid restrictions oh, but yeah. it was so hard to keep track of who's playing this this game who's not i gotta fill my lineup football's very absolutely scheduled and regimented it was i uh, it's just easier for me. Yeah, I but, totally get it. I love basketball. So for me, it's um, just as much of a love as football for me. So I love staying up to date, but it is terrible for late scratches and just not understanding what's going on. Um, as I'm more busy with fantasy life, I'm participating less in like daily basketball activities. But yeah, it's uh, it's a tough game to follow. That's part of why we're like at fantasy life. We don't do basketball. Because uh, we have a free newsletter, obviously goes out seven days a week during the season. And we have a full team of people working on that day in and day out. So if we're building something, all of a sudden, injury, fix it. As we're getting ready to publish, new injury comes out or new news comes out. It's a really tough sport to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because, I mean, we know when injury report comes out for mm-hmm. NFL, it is not the same with, with basketball. So next thing you know, like 20 minutes before the game, like, oh, yeah, they're rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Load management. Yep. <laughs> um, so do you you mentioned Pokemon cards back in the day. Do you have any other hobbies right now outside of fantasy sports? Yeah. I mean, uh, in general, I love content. Obviously, I'm the chief content officer of Fantasy Life. But for me, I really live it. Um, I have side projects. I, I, I build websites for myself. Obviously, right now, I'm 
really consumed with fantasy life, but in the in the past, I've built and sold probably hundreds of websites at this point. And um, one of my main side projects now is a dog website that I built when I uh, got my dog and who just turned seven this week. So it's, uh, I just love creating stuff and I, and I love studying content. Right now, I've been getting uh, very into the AI aspect of things and researching how it could help us do what we want to do and just have fun doing it as well. Um, I love Formula One. So I've been watching a ton of that recently. I love sports overall. I love hanging out with uh, my friends and um, and outside of Denver. So going out and getting a nice day and with my dog and taking a nice walk is always something that's high on my list. And, you know, other than that, I just just enjoy, you know, I like I really like what I'm doing. And I, I think overall, when you when you do enjoy what you're doing, uh, even if it does consume you, it could become a really rewarding uh, experience overall. So um, we were ch- chatting pre-show. Uh, yeah, you were talking about your family. I'm a single guy, which is good for me right now in my stage of life. And eventually maybe that will change. But I, I like to have fun and I like to, you know, really do what I want, really, to be honest. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more freedom in the, mm-hmm. the single life. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just had my my third child. So Congrats. Uh, we talked about thank you. We talked about I don't sleep a lot, which is can be good for for content creation. Um when you're just up at random times, great for a waiver mm-hmm. wire, but uh, it does <laughs> make it a challenge when like there's been times where I go to do an interview. I'm like, all right, let me get the kids calm down real quick. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, well, I'll tell you what, I love kids. I love playing with, I love being the, like the fun guy that has no responsibilities, you know, in terms of, you can be the playing. fun <laughs> Yeah. I like doing that. And um, I have some younger cousins in my family that I really enjoy getting to spend time with. And it's uh, for me, like right now I'm 31. That's the perfect balance for me. Right. Like being able to help out and I'll watch, I'll I'll, I'll do, I haven't done an overnighter in a while, but I would, if, if the situation came up and I was needed, if they called me off the bench, I'd help out. But you know, that's, that's where I'm at right now. It's great. Uh, They're getting a little fussy now. You can have them back. Good luck. And uh, Mm -hmm. they had plenty of sugar. Have a great day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned how much you, you're loving your job and, and loving what you're doing with, with content creation and all that. Um, and you mentioned AI. So um, the fantasy industry is evolving like crazy over the last decade easily with as these apps are getting more and more popular. And you mentioned AI. Um, what do you think is your greatest challenge in the fantasy space right now? I see. I don't really look at it like a, I don't look at it from that perspective, to be honest, Zach. I um, I, I know that when we do things at Fantasy Life, or myself, right? Um, we have certain standards that we need to meet on everything that we do. And that's not saying that I'm, you know, a drill sergeant or trying to do anything like that. But, you know, when um, when you do become consumed and, and take so much pride in what you're doing, and everybody should, right? Like right now on this, on this interview, like every, me and you should take pride in what we're doing here. And I think when you have that sort of mindset and you keep in mind that, Every day you get a privilege of helping your readers out or your listeners or your viewers or your, or your friends or the people that, in, that enjoy your content on whatever platform we're talking about. But if you keep in mind that every single day we have a responsibility to those people to deliver value, whether that's entertainment, info, education, like regardless what it is, if you keep that in mind, then it just it keeps me energized, right? Like, so I, I, I think of challenges in terms of fun ways to get around them and fun ways to, to build and um, obviously we just brought, um, Ian Harditz onto the team and, uh, we're working together on a lot of new projects. And then, you know, Dwayne McFarland is, I think, in my opinion, one of the, the sharpest data guys in the industry. And when I talk to Dwayne, we always have a really great understanding in terms of like, listen, bro, 
I'm never, ever going to learn data as much as you are. It's not going to happen. And as you're studying data, I promise that I'll be studying content in return, right? And the things that I think we should spend our time trying to get better at, I'll help you do that as well. And we take that really seriously too. So for me, I, I get excited by challenges. If I could like cherry pick one, it would be, there's so much I want to do. That prioritization and figuring out how to do things is, how, what order to do things in, that's could be a struggle because it's not as, it's not as creative as an exercise, right? Like when I sit down with the team and we're talking, I'm talking to Kendall Valenzuela who runs our social and uh, is our senior analyst for fantasy stuff. When we're talking about a video concept and doing a recording session and it takes an hour longer than expected, that's not bad. Like if we get good content out of it, I love it. But when we do that, that's a creative exercise. When I'm sitting here trying to balance how, what order we do this in and what resources get what, that could become a little tedious for sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, it's definitely interesting as we constantly change of, I mean, before it was all about articles. Um, then it was all your, your long form podcasts. Now it seems to be more short form media, especially videos, whether it's a TikTok, YouTube short, sure. um, or even a short podcast. So it's just, it's interesting as we, as the content changes with, based on what the, the consumer wants. Um, so it's interesting to see people change, like all they did was articles. Now, well, now they're doing a lot of video, which is great, but some people like to adapt and others don't. So, well, you it know, sounds like you're, you're always adapting. I, I think you have to be, that's one from my perspective, at least, but also like, Let's say there's a random person, like a hypothetical human that doesn't have a real personality or anything. Like if they want to do something for fun and like they want to, they're enjoying what they're doing and their goals are to enjoy themselves, then like don't change. You know what I mean? Like, but if your goals are to grow and to get more popular, to get different opportunities, then you should consider other, other things. But you know, what's interesting, Zach, is that when I talk to some people, uh, people are, oh man, you know, fantasy is oversaturated. Oh man, like this, you know, my God, I don't know what to do. Think about it. Try to find something to do. You know, like it, it starting from the point of there's too many people here or I'm too late is not a, a positive way to go about anything. And you mentioned articles and platforms and, and TikToks and whatever. And I, I love all that stuff. You know, that's, I'm not, what I'm about to say isn't intended to poo poo any of those things, but I think a lot of people overcomplicate things in terms of how they approach stuff. And uh, in reality, articles, podcasts, videos, TikToks, one minute videos, 10 minute videos, whatever. It's all relatively the same. We're talking about trying to connect with somebody on a personal level, on an informational level. You're trying to have them come back repeatedly. And to, have to do that, I assume they would have to enjoy themselves the first time, right? And then after that, we're talking about telling a story. And whether we're trying to present data or make a funny TikTok or whatever the concept is like you have to connect if they, if you, they're going to, if someone's going to care and then you have to deliver on what they're trying to connect with. And whether that's an article, a podcast, a tweet, a thread, whatever. I mean, for me, they're all kind of the same approach. It's just figuring out the intricacies of each platform. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think, I don't think a lot of people perceive it that way, but it, it is really as, as simple as you said, it's just, how do you get to that point, which, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. And that doesn't make it easy, right? Like that's the other concept. It just, I, I feel like sometimes we get um, analysis by, or over analysis paralysis, or whatever the expression is, right? Where it's just like, I mean, you're thinking so much and thinking is great. Brainstorming is awesome. You got to do as well. You have to get out there and get those reps. 
Absolutely. And so you've, you've kind of given a lot of, of great advice, but for maybe one of those new content creators, as you said, people say it's oversaturated, whether that's true or not. There are a lot of people that, that are thinking about getting into the fantasy space. It feels like every day, which I think is, is great for the industry. I think it's, it's awesome having more diverse voices and, and new voices to hear from. But do you have any advice for those content creators as they first start out? Yeah. But you know what? It's, it would be the same advice that I would give you or anyone on staff or, or, or anything. Um, sometimes I feel like the intro to new content creator advice is kind of just crap, to be honest. And I, and I don't mean any offense. I really don't. Um, be you. Right. DM people. Collab. Sure, duh. Like, if you're not going to be you, maybe you should work on that internally first, right? I am, um, obviously I grew up in the same period as you, uh, wrestling was like incredibly popular and, uh, I'm not like a fan now, but one thing that has always stood out to me is hearing an interview from Stone Cold Steve Austin when he's talking about like who he is and who he was and that his personality on the screen was basically just him turned up to 11. Right. And for me, like that's being authentic to who you are and that's being you. But I, I think more specifically, if I was starting out right now at zero, trying to build content in fantasy or, or sports betting or anything, I would do my best to get good at one thing. I would try to take on a task that is manageable in your cert situation. So let's say you have the luxury of you could like say, hey, it's December 1st. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be full time. I don't have a job, but I'm full time, right? Like I'm working my butt off to get there. There's a lot more you can do, but more realistically speaking, if you're trying to start something, you're probably doing it as a hobby to, or a side hustle, whatever you want to categorize it as. So I think that too many people um, just want to be on a podcast. I think too many people say to themselves, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a webcam, get a, get a mic. I'm going to get a subscription to StreamYard, the great program that we're on today, right? And then I'm going to make content and people are going to listen. You do that for six months and no one's listening and you say to yourself, oh man, I really gave it a, a, a try. I did my best. And like internally, like you didn't, you know, there's so many other things you could do. You have to become interesting. You have to become worthy of someone wanting to come hang out with you. And I don't mean in the sense of like, you know, a human not being worthy in the personal sense, but like, I think the most popular people, the most popular podcasts, most popular shows aren't necessarily like the best technical broadcasters or the best production production is important. And like, obviously I like looking good on camera with a lighting and a nice mic and stuff like that. But being interesting is what really matters, right? And being able to connect with people is what really matters. So it goes back to what I was talking about a few minutes ago. It's just like, you have to connect with people. And like, yes, tweeting, doing threads, making videos, making more videos, making more videos after that, right? Like all those things are things you should do. But I think it really comes down to one, figure out like what you think you'd be good at, what you think you would enjoy. If you're someone that like loves writing, start doing that. If you think that you're someone that just like wants to talk to somebody, really work on your broadcast skills. We work on that all the time at Fantasy Life. Like we have sessions every single week working on becoming better broadcasters. Like it doesn't happen instantly, you know, like we spend time doing it and it pays off. And I, I think too many people ignore that aspect of development in terms of like when you are out there playing golf, right? You need to practice if you want to improve like you should probably be practicing just as much as you're playing. I think professionals might say like a professional trainer might say, Hey, you should practice more than you play. 
And uh, I don't think that's false and, and fantasy or content overall either. No, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I think that's great. Like you said, that's great advice for anybody, not just somebody starting out, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely helpful if you are thinking about getting into into the spaces. Like you said, be you and, and put in the effort if you really want to make it happen. Yeah. I appreciate that. So that was the last of, we'll call it the, the serious, hard-hitting yeah. questions. Hey. <laughs> but I have uh, some rapid-fire questions if you're game. Sounds good to me. All right. Rapid-fire questions. Nothing but the best here. So <laughs> uh, we're going to start off. You can add as much context as you want, or it can literally be a one-word answer. Sure. Uh, whatever you feel is right for you. If you could be the best in the world at any one thing for an entire year, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, I think it would probably be, and I know it's, I know it's a corny answer, but I think it, I think it would be shooting NBA three pointers. I, I really do. I, I think just the power of knowing to myself, I could shoot from anywhere on the, on, on, on the court, go up to any pickup game, even be a pro, like throw out the concept of being like an actual professional athlete, just being able to like, Oh, you don't think I could do this? I can. Uh, I've always just thought about that in terms of the question of like, would you rather be able to do like ridiculous dunks or be able to just be as good a three point shooter as JJ Redick or someone like that. And I've always sided there. And then when you sent me the show sheet, I was thinking about like, I think it would probably want, I would want it to be a physical concept, right? Cause then it's only a day, you know, like I, I need to take it for an entire year. Well, Okay, it's only a year either, but it's not like I'm gonna become Tim Cook or you know start to become Steve Jobs rather and build. It's gonna stop. There's an next yeah. yeah, and that's gonna then there'll be a rude awakening. So I want to have some fun while doing it. The other thing I was thinking about was um, being the best Formula One driver in the world, but uh, all very boyish, obviously and immature. Yeah. <laughs> they all sound fun to me. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one, creamy or crunchy peanut butter. I like them both. If I had to choose one, I would probably go creamy, but I'm a big fan of uh, of peanut butter overall. You you might be one of the few people, though, that has a very reasonable take. I feel like there's a lot of, you're either all crunchy or you're all creamy. Hey, you know little. what? I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I saw this ad on TikTok maybe, maybe four or five months ago for this company. I think it's called like American Nut Butter. And they had the most ridiculous peanut butter I have ever, I ordered it twice. It was that good. Um, and it's like you get, like Oreo, s'more, whatever you want. I got one that was almond butter and peanut butter. What an experience. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect that at all, but got to give them a nice shout out. It's really good stuff. Awesome. Hashtag not a sponsor. Could be a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can tra- you can time travel, but only in one direction. And then you come back to the present. Do you go to the past or the future? The future for sure. Um, the past sucked. I think um, there, I, Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on right now and within the past 50 years, 100 years of human civilization. But man, it was really bad before that. Like it it was not a good place to live for a lot of people, a lot of different types of people, myself included in different times of uh, times of history. Right. Um, So in in general, I've always been fascinated with like what the future is going to look like and and whether it's, you know, the uh, back to the future aspect of saying, oh, I could gain an advantage and all of these different things. Sure, that's fun. But I I would be very uh, interested to see what like 2100 looked like, you know, or like 2300. I'd be interested to see like what that looks like. Do we get floating cities? Are we going to have like Atlantis like stuff? Hopefully that would be nice. No, it makes sense. I I would probably go the future as well. But on the uh, devil's advocate, I mean, the future could be even more depressing. 
than the past. It could, <laughs> it could be. It could be. That's that's true. <laughs> like it's like The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Great show, but man, that would be depressing. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> so uh, do you pour the cereal or the milk in the bowl first? I'm a cereal first person. If Cooter Doodle hears this, she's going to disown me, but... Yeah, that's always what I've done. I've tried it a few ways. I didn't know people did it the other way until she started making it part of her personality last summer. And uh, I tried it a few times, couldn't swing it. Yeah, I, I have interviewed uh, Cooter Doodle for this as well. Um, and yeah, I tried to throw it in there because I know she's she's oh, a yeah. great member of your team, but she she is definitely uh, starting to inspire others into the, yeah. uh, well, she's the, best. the milk first movement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a great awesome. thought leader. Yes. <laughs> And if you could spend a day with a professional athlete, dead or alive, who would it be? I think it would be Kobe Bryant. Um, Obviously, some people would have different opinions on his past and stuff like that. What I've always admired about Kobe is his ability to get stuff done and to work. And um, I've 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 been a Laker fan my whole life as well. So obviously, and you can see him in the background over the shoulder. Um, but yeah, I, I've just uh, really looked up to him growing up. I was in that right generation where it was like a little bit too late for Jordan. And um, then for for Kobe, I was, you know, a little kid loving the Lakers because that's what little kids do. And then it just it just stuck. Right. And it uh, was very, very sad when he passed away. But um, this book behind us, Mama Mentality, man, really, really uh, nice read. It, it has a lot of images and it's it's a really large book, but it's not actually that large. But Sometimes when I'm having a rough day, I'll just kind of skim through it. I'm like, man, like, you know, there's more to be done. And uh, he definitely was tenacious, which it sounds like would blend well with with your style as well when it comes to your work ethic. So, yeah. And, and, you know, it's um, he enjoyed it, too. That's what's important. Right. And um, I talk about this with Elliot a lot. And, you know, the both of uh, the, the two of us were in our, you know, early and mid 30s and we're in a very, very like lucky position and fortunate position in our careers and our lives. And it's, I, I think it's because we both found something that we love really early in life, you know, whether it's fantasy content overall, you know, like I've been doing content since I was in college and like the, you know, mid 2010s. And at a certain point uh, I said to myself, I, I should be doing this in fantasy. I should be doing this in sports. I got really into DFS in college, like right when it came out, like 2010, 2011. And uh, I remember I was in the dorms at the university of Vermont and, um, one of my friends who wouldn't be a, a person that would you would normally see running or being excited about something sprinted into my dorm like almost like if we were watching a cartoon there would be you know like the smoke lines coming behind it and he goes did you hear that you could win twenty thousand dollars on fantasy football i saw it on roto world and we know you can't what are you talking about twenty thousand from there it was over we pulled all our money together we lost it instantly but then Weeks, weeks after over weeks, we got better at it and we had more fun doing it. And, you know, um, it was a it was really fun to watch that industry develop from the times where it was, you know, just FanDuel and draft day and stuff. And then all of a sudden DraftKings comes on the scene and it's just it was it's, it's exciting. Right. And then from there, I'm like, I, I should start doing this. And instead of making it a hobby with content being my main work, I was able to bring it all together. So when you find something that you like really enjoy, you should do it. Makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. So that was the last of my rapid fire questions. Um, I appreciate you coming on and, and spending the time to kind of share a little bit more about you uh, to everyone out there. Uh, can you let everyone know where they can find you and all the content you've been talking about? Yeah, for sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Jordan Fiegelman, J-O-R-D-A-N-F-I-E-G-L-E. 
M-A-N. And then at fantasylife.com, everything that we're doing is 100% free. Right now on the site, we have about 15 free tools. By football season, we'll be in the 30s. Um, right now, our newsletter is five days a week, written by the likes of you know Peter Overzet, Dwayne McFarlane, and then Ian Harditz has now been writing it two days a week. And then in the summer, in the offseason, and during the season, uh, people like Cooter Jewel have been writing it, Kendall Valenzuela, uh, Chris Allen will be writing it next Wednesday. We've got tons of videos, tons of podcasts coming out, and a lot of really, really fun exciting announcements over the next, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to publish exactly, probably sometime in April, but we have a lot of really fun stuff coming and we're, we're just really excited. Last year, Elliot and I both joined Fantasy Life. Uh, Elliot came on March 1st. I joined uh, April 1st and we had no full-time employees before that. And now we just hired our, our nine and hopefully by football season, we'll be at 15. And, and the reason that I'm so excited about doing that is not to say, oh, we hired more people, but it allows us to do more content. It allows us to publish more things and do more newsletters if we want to, or do more videos and do more podcasts. So just really excited for uh, the next year. And you'd find it all fantasylife.com, 100% free. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jordan, for coming on and taking the time. Uh, like I said, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Great way to support the team at Triple Play Fantasy. And if you're listening on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you follow so that, that way you get your downloads every time these come out every week. So thanks again, Jordan. Have a great one out there, everyone. Hey, thanks, Zach.